It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented by Goose Island, the official beer of CHGO. Find one of their Chicago locations at gooseisland.com slash locations. Boy, it has been a busy, busy day so far. I thought we were supposed to be off today. What yeah, is really. Uh, <laughs> the three of us just got back from Fifth Third Arena uh, covering the Blackhawks media availability. Uh, they made a free agent signing. There is an absolute ton to get to. Here's what we got coming on today's show. We're going to talk about Ryan Donato. So you can check that one off. That's going to happen. He's the first free agent signing of who knows how many the Hawks will make. Uh, you're going to hear from Taylor Hall. You're going to hear from Nick Foligno. You're going to hear from Luke Richardson. You're going to hear from Connor Bedard. Oh, yeah, you're going to okay. hear from Marcel Marcel. Am my I missing new, anybody? My new favorite Blackhawk, Marcel Marcel. Yeah, he was Are you going to awesome. hear from us on the show? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, us a little bit. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. We it's see. very likely this show will be over an hour long. So to celebrate, smash that like button for us. We would really appreciate it if you could do that for us. We're working on a Saturday, damn it. We drove back from Nashville yesterday. Let's go. Smash that like button for us. And we want to tell you about our brand new t-shirt release. Yes. He is uh, used to wear number 16, but now he is in 16-bit. Get your 16-bit <laughs> 98 design oh, yeah. on your screen there, reminiscent of the NHL 94 video game. That is available right now mm-hmm. at chgolocker.com. As always, diehard save 20% on all CHGO merch. And if you're not a diehard yet and you sign up right now, that can be your free shirt. So that. jump on it right now. Tell a friend, share the shirt. And of course, our uh, Future of the League shirt is available as well. Yep. That came out on draft night. So tons and tons and tons of number 98 stuff being made available. Two designs in one week. How That's about right. That? I Crazy. bought this last night. Before it was even officially released, I bought it. Yep. So jump on that. <clears throat> smash Did you have some insider button. information there? That I might have. Available? Yeah, I might have had some insider information on that one. A uh, seven-hour car ride, we'll get that for you. Yeah. Yes. All right, we got a lot to get to, so let's st- stop the shenanigans and get right to it. Uh, the first free agent splash the Hawks have made so far is forward Ryan Donato. A two-year deal, $2 million per year. Uh, this is a depth signing in 71 games last season. He had 14 goals and 13 assists. And as you start to kind of take a look at the Blackhawks roster here, we talked about this last week. Your Boris Kachuks, your Reese Johnsons, your Mackenzie Entwistles, your Colin Blackwells, better start looking out because this this roster is getting filled out, and, and we don't know if they're done necessarily. Yeah, I, I, th- I think <clears throat> bringing in a guy like Donato along with Corey Perry and Nick Foligno and Taylor Hall 
along with some of the guys that we, you know, you can already kind of feel safe with in the top nine that were here last year. You re-signed Andreas Thanasiu. That bottom six is is, is going to change. Mm-hmm. Um, that's likely where you're going to see Nick Foligno. That's likely where you're going to see Corey Perry for the most part. Um, now Ryan Donato, that's where you're going to see him too. So it is it is interesting to see some of these uh, signings coming in. Again, uh, the the trend of this offseason uh, with the start of free agency today, the trend has been short-term deals. Like I, I think the longest deals you're seeing – are three four years um so i i think with the blackhawks they're not looking to give out long-term deals donato for two years taylor hall for two years one year for felino and 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 perry each i mean it's 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 good it makes sense i i i'm fine with the donato signing this is a guy that's kind of bounced around the league um up and down nhl ahl never been a big producer but he's he's versatile um you know decent size to him uh, can 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 play up and down a lineup if if you need him to. So, yeah, I mean it's 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 a decent signing. Not something that I think was on any of our radars. You know when we were when we were told, hey, Blackhawks have a signing coming this afternoon. We all kind of speculated, is this Domi? You know what's going on? Kind of seeing where the league's going too. Um, but I like the Don- the Donato uh, signing. I don't think he's going to be a long term piece, but. He's he's a good guy for what the Blackhawks are trying to accomplish this year and next year. Yeah, it's a good depth addition. A guy with plenty of NHL experience. He's produced at this level. You know, we said a lot last year. After that top six, it was like, does it really matter who's on the bottom six? No. They're all the same guy. Now yeah. you get yourself some difference makers down at that bottom. So not like impactful all-star guys, but guys that – do something a little different. Can actually threaten the score goal every once in a while on yeah. the bottom six. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it's nice. So you know, and guys that hey, weird game. Someone gets hurt. You know, line, someone's struggling. You can put Ryan Donato up with Connor Bedard. It won't be awful. No, you could put Nick Foligno up with Connor Bedard for a few shifts, and it won't be awful. Yeah, um, they they'll know what to do. They'll say, okay, kid, I'm going to the front of the net with my stick on the ice. Come find me. Um, so you know they. I wasn't expecting much of anything today. This has actually exceeded my expectations for what the Hawks are going to do today. Once Hall, Felino, Perry were all acquired, the Max Domi ship sailed for me. I, you and, know what? And I don't. Ship. I'm not convinced. He wants a four-year deal. I Hawks know, aren't but giving out anybody beyond two years. But not many you, teams are. Period. As you look around, what was the stat you read? As we uh, maybe you don't have it off the top of your head, but like. It was seventy contracts and like one hundred twenty yeah, million. Like so it we, was some. We were leaving the. We were leaving fifth third, and and I think it was either cap friendly or Puckpedia. <clears throat> I can't remember which one, but they had said at at about one forty five, there had been seventy contracts handed out and one totaling one hundred and fourteen million dollars, which is less than what Fred Van Vliet is getting <laughs> for his for his new contract, Rockford Zone. Um, he's got more money than the city of Rockford. Yeah, he's got oh. more money than seventy NHL players right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, the money is not going out the window. Not at all. I, th- I, th- I think the biggest deal just happened, uh, and, yeah, it's, and it's Alex Kalorn going to Anaheim for four years at six two five million per year. Um, so the, the money's not going out the window. It's interesting what Anaheim's <clears throat> doing too. We don't really care about them, but, uh, they went long-term, they went, you know, big money. Mm-hmm. So there's different ways to do it, but it felt like even though they underperformed the Hawks last year, 
that there were at least a probably a year of ahead of them in terms yeah. of yeah. So as we look to next offseason, you could probably think, you know, you could probably think that the Hawks could probably add a big contract next year when people are speculating the cap goes up four, maybe five million. It's obvious that that Kyle Davis is is looking ahead to the summers of twenty four and twenty five for a myriad of reasons. The cap, the progression of his team, the quality of free agents that are going to be available over the next two summers far surpasses the quality of free agents now. Oh, yeah. There's no reason to go out and get great, no offense to the guys that have been acquired, but you're not going to go out and get difference makers now because you're going to waste two years of them. Yeah. yeah. Go get those guys when you're ready to compete. The Marion Hosa perfect timing type piece. Uh, would I love to see Max Domi back here next year? Absolutely. Great guy. Great player. Fits well what they're doing. I just I, it, I don't think it's happening now, especially if he wants more term. Hawks aren't going to give anybody four years right I now. just don't know what's out there for him right now, though. Because you know. look around, <clears throat> Dallas signs Duchesne, uh, you know, uh, Boston's being active. Teams are teams are making their moves and they're choosing guys other than Max Domi, yeah. right? And yeah, the Hawks aren't the only team in the league with cap space. But I think what Domi is doing today, and look, I don't have any information. I don't know if he's signing here. I if I was going to bet, I was I would bet against it. But I don't think that ship has sailed completely by any means. Well, I think know. that he's checking out the landscape, seeing what kind of offers he gets, and says, "All right, well, if the Hawks are willing to give me three and a million more bucks than I'm getting anywhere else. All right. Yeah. I'll go back to a place I know I like. I know I'm happy. I know I'm going to play top six, power play, yada, yada, yada. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if that ship is completely sailed yet. Maybe. Maybe. And as you look at the roster, you say, where's he going to fit? Well, those guys I listed to start this show. All expendable. Goodbye. Um, maybe, that, maybe it comes to the point where it's like, well, I didn't have anywhere to go, so he falls in the lap, and he's willing to take a one- or two-year deal. Two years is going to be the max, no pun intended. He's not going to get anything beyond that here. Right. It's just not happening. I, would, I could see them maybe giving him three. I could see him giving him three. I don't maybe. know. I don't know. Maybe. I, I just, if, if he'd been talking with them the whole time, I think that would have been the 2 o'clock announcement. Maybe. But maybe the, he comes back in two days the, well, and says, well, I haven't got anything. I love playing here. You got a spot for me? Well, right. Bill makes a good point that Tyler Bertuzzi hasn't signed yet either. Because he's a pudwack. And that's the other kind of maybe domino that Max Domi's waiting to drop. Because those two, aside from Kane and Tarasenko, are probably going to be the highest contracts signed of this free agent crop. And he's probably going to say, hey, what is Bertuzzi getting? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe those two guys are playing chicken. Could right? Be. I don't maybe. know. It's interesting. Or maybe all the teams who are in on Bertuzzi are saying, well, we missed out on Bertuzzi. Let's call Max Domi. Don't, yeah, Domi's their True. backup. Yeah. Because they play way. similar styles of game. Yeah. They're very they're, they're compatible players where if you miss out on one and you have to get the other, you're not missing a whole lot yeah. there. So maybe there are two or three teams that are in on the Bertuzzi deal who have said to Max, like, well, hold on. We got to see how this goes first, and then we'll circle back. Yeah. There's so many. It's such so yeah. many moving parts to a day like today, but like JT Comfort, not happening here. It's just not. No, not at this point. No, and that's, he's going to get a he's going to get a four year deal. Yeah, and that's that's another player in that same realm of of free agent as Domi is, where it's that like middle of your lineup center wing kind of player. So a team a team doesn't get JT Comfort, maybe then Domi's their backup or or, or, or vice versa and whatnot. So. 
yeah, I mean, there, there's still some players out there that I think are going to garner the bigger, bigger contracts, and I don't think the Blackhawks are going to be in on any of them. The only one that I could see would be Domi. Yeah. And but but as <clears throat> this as this roster starts to kind of take shape, and, and, and I think bringing in a Ryan Donato, it does you know close. It, it, I I don't think the the door on Domi is closed, but I think it's getting closer to being closed. Yeah, I think the for, on- for as wide as it may or may not have been. I think I the think only way it, it happens at this point is if he's got no options and he approaches the Blackhawks and say, what can we do for one yeah. year and I'll try this again next summer. Right. Other than that, I think if they wanted him, they would have made the offer. But I just don't – I think Kyle from Chicago – happy birthday, Kyle, by the way. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Is not budging from that two-year contract. And kudos to him. Yeah. Kudos to him because it could be very, very I, tempting to say, screw it. I got Bedard. Let's go. A lot of people want him to do that. Yeah. And, and he's so not if he's, going to. So if he's committed to nothing beyond two years and Max Domi doesn't, wants a longer deal, you say, thanks, Max. It's been great, but we're moving on. Yeah. yeah uh, he, I remember a couple days ago, Davidson did mention maybe a right-handed shot defenseman. We'll see how that goes. So he did also say... My days are no idea what day it was. He said it. What day is today? He said Saturday. it in last year. Thursday. Today is a Saturday. He said most of the heavy lifting is done. Yeah. Yep. That was after getting so, there. Yeah. Yeah. That was I, after day two. Yeah. So I think someone mentioning John Klingberg in the chat. I don't think no. anything like that's no. happening. That's not happening. If they sign a depth defenseman, maybe they do. But listen, if not. you add Max Domi to this team, you're almost too good. Yeah. I mean, I know you're not tanking. Yeah. But you put Max Domi on what you've got, and you squint real hard, and you get any kind of average goaltending in this season, you're going to be in contention for that second wild card spot. Yeah, I'm not saying you're a playoff team, but you'll be around at least until March or so. Mm-hmm. They, you still may want a top eight, top ten pick here this year, right? So maybe pump the brakes. Well, yeah. Michael says, I don't understand why so many of us are married to players like Ant Whistle, Reese Johnson, Callum Blackwell, and Boris Kachuk. They can all go or go to Rockford. They're nothing special. Absolutely. That's the truth. I mean, look. I want more Mackenzie Antwes to stay here because we like him. He's yeah, a good we like kid him. Good he, dude. He bought into our bit, but we could do a bit with somebody else. <laughs> yeah, if he we'll kill someone down. else's family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe exactly. We know Marcel Marcel has a family because they yes. had to drag him from the bathroom and a to see him get picked. BRB yeah. pooping. Uh, yeah, so uh, we got some super chats that we got to get to before we move on to the uh, audio from today. Alton V says random, but what a disaster Twitter has been. Yeah, good timing. Yeah. Thanks for that. Good lord. And Windy City Hockey says, why did Elon f up Twitter more on free agency day? <laughs> I, I don't know if he's I even aware. Those guys are giving us I their don't money. Think Elon not Musk Twitter. knows the NHL exists, let alone at its free agency day. I doubt it. No, I seriously doubt it. I don't know what goes on in that moron's head. To be honest with you. Yeah, I don't know. It's. Uh, I just don't think he has any information about uh, hockey free agency. I wouldn't think that's a big priority in his mind. No, he's well, got, I think he's just, it probably didn't show up in his timeline because his yeah, his uh, rate limit was reached. Yeah, and your theory that TweetDeck is working? It is. It's not now. Well, maybe oh, maybe Lord. since you're a newbie. Maybe, maybe that's it. So, yeah, it's, it's not great. Fine for me. Not great. Uh, Anyways, well, you know, after all that uh, Elon Musk talk, I need some I need some good thoughts in my head. So I'm, I might take a late afternoon visit today. To Sunnyside Cannabis Dispensary. There you go. Uh, it is your home for judgment-free cannabis shopping, a place where all kinds of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, and purchase a wide variety 
of high-quality products. Sunnyside has everything you need to elevate your summer. It's your one-stop shop for all your cannabis needs, no matter where you are on your cannabis journey. And those are fun, often. Easy online ordering and in-store pickup. Great transparent loyalty programs at Sunnyside Rewards. It's Illinois' favorite dispensary from city to suburbs, Wrigleyville to River North, Champaign to South Beloit. My favorite brand is the Good News brand. They've got the wonderful um, counting sheep gummies that do just what you make them think they do. Are they shaped like sheep? Uh, no, they're shaped like, uh, nice. they're just circles. Oh, that'd be it's cool. like little pillows. I just take half of one of those at night, gone. Beautiful. Uh, right to sleep. And they've got those rechargeable vape pens. Love those. They've got the Fryer, which I really like. There's one called Me Time. Really good stuff. And also, I love the Mindy's Edibles, uh, which my friend Leah refers to as taking a warm bath. Nice. Excellent stuff. Uh, but they've got so many great brands there. Cresco, if you're looking for some flour. Uh, high Supply, Wonder, Remedy. Great, great brands all available at Sunnyside. And now through August, head to sunnyside.shop and use code CHGO25 at checkout for 25% off your total order. One use per customer, non-stackable with other promotions. That's not only for new customers. Anyone can use their code. Pick up everything you need to elevate your summer. Must be 21 plus or an Illinois med card holder. Speaking of sun and sunny things, it's been hazy here the last few days, but eventually it's going to be bright and sunny, and you're going to need some gear to take on that sun with. And our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather that is here with their premium polarized shades at a very affordable price. You've heard me talk about Shady Rays a lot. They're an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's even better than any expensive pair I've ever worn. I've been a customer of theirs long before they sponsored CHGO. Long before CHGO was even thought of, I was wearing Shady Rays because of their durable frames and extremely clear optics for my many outdoor adventures. Believe it or not, I have outdoor adventures. That's not all. <laughs> Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on the very first day, they're going to send you a brand new pair. Zero questions asked. You can wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. Together with their customers, Shady Rays is providing much-needed support to nonprofit partners across the U.S. through Shady Rays Impact. They're doing everything from building play sets for pediatric cancer patients to providing young adults with MS the outdoor adventure of a lifetime. Shady Rays is making an impact in your community and others just like it now and for years to come. If you don't love your Shady Rays, but you're going to, trust me, you can exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There is zero risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. And the Shady Rays Independence Day sale is live right now. Go to ShadyRays.com when the show's over, please, and get up to 50% off single pairs of sunglasses so you can try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Yes, that's a lot of people. And a lot of stars. Before we get to the uh, first batch of audio we're going to share, which is Taylor Hall and Nick Foligno, uh, recapping some of the bigger free agent signings of the day. Uh, the latest one is Nolachari signs with the Penguins. Three-year deal. I'm just scrolling down here. Dmitry Kulikov with the Panthers. Alex Kalorn, that's the big one, to the Ducks. Four years, a $6.25 million cap hit on that deal. Good for him. Uh, Nick Bukestad back with the Arizona. And we talked about Ryan Donato, Blackhawks legend Wyatt Kelnick with the Blues. And let's keep going. Not a lot, there's just not a lot of big ones today. Nick Bonino with the Rangers, Sam Steele with the Stars. Was Ryan O'Reilly to the Predators. Yeah, that's for sure. Jason Zucker to the Coyotes. 
three-year deal for Ryan Reeves with the Leafs. What are you doing? Yeah, that's a lot. I, I liked him on a one-year deal, but... That's why they lost to the Panthers. He's 36. They they, they lost to the Panthers because they didn't have Ryan Reeves to protect Mitch Marner. Yes, of course. I will say this. On a one-year deal, I'm qualifying this, a one-year deal, someone with some freaking sack in that locker room to slap those dudes around and say, quit pouting, get up and win. I thought that was what Wayne Simmons was brought in to do. But Wayne Simmons they, they didn't play. Sent, they sent him at, they, well, maybe because he was telling them too many hard truths. I don't know. And they sent his ass to the Marlies. Yep. I don't know. It's, it's Prima donnas are going to prima donna. I don't think Ryan Reeves makes a lick of difference in the outcome there. I guess not. Uh, Matt Duchesne to Dallas, too. We should talk about that one. Speaking of prima All donnas. Right. So, before we got into uh, Fifth Third today, Taylor Hall and Nick Felino, they were together. It was really cute. They met the media <laughs> um, from separate places. And are uh, we ready to go with this stuff, Stephen? Yeah, which one are we going with first? The first cut is Taylor Hall, and he talks about, as a former first-round pick, coming into Chicago and being a mentor to current number one pick, Connor Bedard. You've been brought here basically to play with Connor Bedard. As a guy who's kind of been that number one pick before, uh, what is that like? What are you expecting? And, uh, um, you know, what gives you some excitement? Yeah, it's, um, you know, I think you can tell just – watching him deal with the media and talk. Um, he's pretty well, um, well-mannered. He knows what to expect. He has high expectations for himself, you know, for guys like Fliggy and I, um, you know, it's about letting him play and bringing the best out in him. Um, you know, trying to eliminate distractions and, and, you know, give him advice and mentor him along as best as possible. But, um, it's exciting. Um, for me, uh, you know, you never know, what the off season is going to bring and, and there's always a chance for trade and there's um, there's a lot worse spots that you can go, you know, a city like Chicago, a player like Bedard coming in and, and an organization like they have, it's, it's pretty exciting for all of us. There it is. Taylor Hall. Uh, looking good. Yeah. Nice clean camera feed. <laughs> we got to talk to Laz about getting one of those lens wipes, man. Things like disgusting. Looks like Laz was sitting in Mario's closet for that. Though. Yeah. <laughs> Might have been. Yeah. Yeah. Might have been. Yeah. Uh, but hey, look, just like we talked about, you know, a number one overall pick to come in and help a number one overall pick uh, adjust to the NHL to play on his line, yeah. to take some of the offensive pressure off of him. That That's why, to me, I love the Taylor Hall signing. Yeah. Because Hall's going to be reinvigorated by getting a chance to be power play one, line one, 20 minutes a night, get those numbers back up. Yeah. He wants to be the guy in a good way, right? He wants to be a guy with the puck. So does Connor Bedard, and I think it's gonna be, it's gonna be beneficial to both of them to be together. And I, I think sometimes we do overblow this, like, here, son, here's how you be a number one pick. Nah, but if the kid's got a question or he's struggling, hits a slump, say, hey, my first year, yeah, I had this, just move on. Even even as something as simple as. It's no big deal. You'll be fine. Keep your head up. You're getting your chances. Let's yeah. go. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be like, let's go have a chat and let's take a walk in the woods and talk about being the first overall pick. Right. Sometimes it's just that simplicity of even just Bedard knowing this dude's been here before. I'm going to listen to what he has to say. Yeah. Knowing knowing where those where those kinds of players, those kinds of guys have, have been before in their career. Uh, it doesn't have to, like you said, doesn't have to be a conversation specifically about this topic, but... It can be, you know, advice or information or, you know, pointers or whatever <clears throat> coming from guys like that. 
you know, a guy, a guy like Taylor Hall has been an MVP in, in this league. A guy like Corey Perry, if you'll remember, has been an MVP in this league. Um, so having those players in the locker room, having those kinds of guys um, providing that information to the young players coming up and, and you know, specifically to a guy like Connor Bedard, um, it helps resonate more than if it's coming from, you know, someone who's, yeah, maybe they've been around the league for a few years, but they haven't had these major career benchmarks of being an MVP or being a number one overall pick or anything like that. Next cut we have is Taylor Hall again. He talks about his excitement uh, of joining the Chicago Blackhawks. It's, it's really exciting. You know, I, I, the first reaction to getting traded is, you know, you're a little bit bummed. But, you know, when I started looking at it more and more and, and realizing the opportunity that Flaggy and I both have there and the chance to show that, you know, hey, we can we can still play and we can still do a lot of really good things and help a team. And I think there's there's also an exciting thing from joining a team at the at the ground level um, and kind of being with that every step of the way at the at the very beginning. There's something to that, and that's exciting for us. I like that, the way he ended it. Just saying, look, it's it's exciting to be here at this time for the Hawks, right? And to be here when this team is growing. And and he's been through a ton. Taylor Hall's had a – for a guy who's been a number one overall pick, he's well-traveled, played on a lot of teams. He's had his ups. He's had his downs. And I think it's, it's cool for him to just – without being prompted to say – it's exciting to be here and to be part of this next step for the Hawks. Yeah. Yeah, obviously. I mean, uh, I feel like a hockey player now. Um, yeah, obviously. obviously. Yes, yeah. I, I mean, he's coming from a team where, you know, ton of expectations last year, but he wasn't playing a role that he was used to in his career. He was bottom six guy, not getting top line, not getting top power play. He's going to come here. He's going to get that. He's going to get to play for a coach that everybody loves. He's getting going to get to play with – the top pick, you know, of the draft and a, and a budding future superstar in Connor Bedard and play for an organization that has shown since Kyle Davison has taken over is really good at taking care of the vets. You know, if, if it's not working out or if next season comes and it's a deadline, it's time to trade Taylor. Oh, he's going to put him in a spot that he's comfortable with. Like it, it, he's shown already that he's will do the right things by veterans. And I think that that's, that's a big deal. The guys who have, paid their dues uh, I'm going to jump around a little bit on this one next one I want to play is Nick Felino talking about leadership and I'll just say this before we start playing Nick Felino cuts people are going to love Nick Felino if you don't already I think the Hawks should like preemptively sign him to a broadcasting deal because <laughs> he is I don't know I just think that he is so you'll hear it let's just play it for me the the checking of the boxes just means like what what they see for my role on the team and the opportunity that I can have. And, you know, I was looking for, to maybe move up a little bit in the lineup. Obviously that all comes down to earning it as well. So I'm, I'm a big believer in that. As, and I think that's something that Luke probably wants to do as well is make sure you're earning your ice time. And that's the really the way you build a culture and a standard on a team. But as far as leadership, you're right. That, that gets thrown around a ton. And a lot of times with leadership, it's building relations, relationships, you know, and that, that's where I think I can excel and help and, and I've tried to do in my career. I think when you have a team that really truly cares about one another, that, that is excited to come to the rink, that understands the work that needs to go into becoming better, but is enjoying themselves when they're, when they're there, then those rooms usually start to set a standard and a culture. And um, there's an excitement that gets built around that. And I'm, I'm looking forward to doing that with the guys that we brought in and the guys there that, 
you know, there's, there's another level that obviously has to get to. And, and then a few more, I mean, we're, we're, we're trying to build towards becoming, you know, Stanley cup champions one day, hopefully soon. And um, it's exciting because you have some real generational talent that's coming in some young kids, a good mix of veteran guys and some guys in the middle of their careers. And um, if you can find a way to get everyone to bond and really gel and, and, and you know, form that brotherhood, um, then it's amazing what you can accomplish as teams. And I've had that, you know, with some of the teams leaving as far back as last season, uh, you know, that was the big reason why as a Bruins team, we were so successful. There was just an incredible amount of work done and, and the relationship side of it. And, um, you know, it's unfortunate we didn't get the job done. Nick Foligno, uh, you could tell another guy who really understands another well-traveled, been through everything, good and bad, uh, and knows what it takes for a team to come together. And it, it doesn't have to be rah-rah. It doesn't have to be, you know, let's all go do these goofy f- team trips or whatever. It's just trust. Yeah, Trust is a huge factor. And, and adding guys like this help towards that. Yeah, I, I I go back to just you know who are the voices that some of these young guys are gonna are gonna hear, and it's it's these well traveled, uh, accomplished guys, and and I think that there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, and and I know you know we talked about <clears throat> why couldn't have been Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane? Well, it's because those guys take up so much air of 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 the locker room that. You know, the, these this next generation of Blackhawks aren't going to have the same kind of opportunity to come to come into the locker room and kind of all feel on the same same playing playing level. Where it's like, you know, you yes, Hall and and Perry and Felino and guys like that, like they they come in with that leadership, that veteran presence, that experience, but they're all new too. They're all new to Chicago, right? As along with you know a, a guy like Connor Bedard and. Um, you know, allowing Connor Murphy and Seth Jones and those guys to kind of establish like, yeah, like those guys are likely going to wear letters, um, probably not captain, but having those guys be in that like, okay, this is, you know, the, the, the locker room leader, you bring in the next group of guys to come in that have the veteran leadership, been there, done that, they kind of fit into that leadership role too. But they're all they're all coming kind of coming in at, at the same level. So I think that's a big part of it is, you know, the growth and the trust. It's it's not walking in and saying, oh, this it's it's this guy's locker room. I have to let him do everything. Um, you know, it, it's it's coming in and saying, yeah, we're all we're all here together. And I think that that's a big part of what Luke Richardson and Kyle Davidson are are trying to do in these few seasons leading up to when you know they want the black. Hawks to be uh, competitive again is like let's build that like complete team culture team mentality uh, of of all pulling in the same direction. We saw it last year what that can do for the competitiveness of a group night in and night out. Um, so if you if you if you have that if you build that and then the talent comes along with it, you're going to have a a really competitive cohesive unit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the last little bit from Nick Felino here, he talks about um, the importance of having guys that will stand up for each other. And I think this also kind of goes back to the um, the relationships thing. He's not talking about being a goon. He's talking about just being tight-knit. I think it's important. I think there, that, I don't know, any good team, you want to, everyone to feel like that, you know, you have each other's backs and, 
Um, it's no different when you're trying to help a young kid establish himself in, in, in the league and make him feel comfortable that, you know, he can go out and do his job. <laughs> Is that your gardener, Halsey? <laughs> He's fixing the Wi-Fi and stuff here today. <laughs> Sorry. But, uh, but I, I think, you know, that's done by committee. And I, I think it does, it makes guys play bigger when you have those type of people that can, um, you know, stand in for teammates or, or everybody for that matter can, can stand up for one another. It just, it's a trickle effect throughout the room that, um, that, you know, every guy's going to stand up and, and, and help one another. So I I'm a big believer that, yeah, you have to have those people that can, um, you know, stand in and protect one another because it is a physical sport and, and you're, you're battling against, you know, five other guys on the ice. So, um, you know, for Connor to play well, for any of us to play well, you got to feel like guys have your back. And um, I definitely think that that's an important part of, of building a culture and a team. I think that's such a good way to look at it where, you know, we were just talking about Ryan Reeves. It, it, you don't have to sign a goon to protect your teammates, but your teammate needs to know that if he goes to the net hard and someone comes after him, there's going to be four other Hawks right there helping him out or involved in the scrum. We saw a lot during the Jeremy Cowlton era, guys getting beaten up and then just four guys making their way off the ice, right? right. Yeah. That team was not cl- close-knit. There were – it was just – it was a tough time. And I think, first of all, having Luke Richardson as your head coach, that's a dude who was in every scrum. Mm-hmm. If there was a scrum, there was Luke. By the way, Nick Felino, former teammate of Luke Richardson, <laughs> former which is teammate, crazy. Yeah, <laughs> and was coached by. Yeah. yeah. And he said he played with his dad, too. How about that? (laughs) That, That's what happens when you play 1,400 NHL games. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, look, we saw last year this team would, they were, they didn't get pushed around. You know, they stood up for each other. But I think adding guys, Taylor Hall, but of course, I think specifically Felino and Perry are two of those dudes who are just not going to let it happen. Yeah. Yeah. And Perry's a guy that'll initiate it to the other team. Yeah. For once. (laughs) <laughs> not against the Blackhawks. All the angst, all the Corey Perry angst is going to be, will disappear by the second period of that Pittsburgh game. Yeah. He's going to do something that's going to endear himself to Hawks fans, and you watch. By the time the home opener happens, you're going to see an ass ton of Bedard jerseys, but you're going to see a, a, you're going to see a handful of Perry jerseys mm-hmm. by the time the season is over. You watch. We, we were having this conversation on the ride back yesterday. What number is he going to wear? 72. Yeah, like 72. It's funny. 72? For the fridge. It's a nod. Two Perry. Taylor Hall wear yeah. 71. That's what he wore in. Well, Felino yeah. wore 71, too. That's true. Some, he, wore, he wore 17 in Columbus, didn't he? You're right. Yeah. 17 so open? The number yeah. of things going to be interesting. Is it? Oh, Dickinson. We keep right. forgetting about Dickie. Sorry. Sorry, Dickie. Can't leave out Big J Dick. Can't, can't, for, can't, can't forget <laughs> the Dickie. Big Dickie energy. Yeah, forget yeah. all about it. Uh, all right. Now we're going to move on to Luke Richardson. I know we're playing a lot of stuff, and we're not talking that much, but there's so much good stuff to share with you that we, we, we want to share. But Listen to people smarter than us. Yeah, exactly. But I just, man, walking away from that Hall and Felino thing, I was really interested to see, like, what's the body language going to be, specifically from Hall? Yeah. You know, Felino is just that dude, but Hall seemed into it, man. Like, there was, a, in that cut, his gardener, like, walked in the background or some, like, cable guy or something. <laughs> That's what they were joking about. Like, you could tell those two guys are tight, so them coming together... Helps out everybody. I just I just really like the way they've handled this offseason so far. Yeah. But let's go to Luke Richardson. And I actually want to start with uh, Luke starts talking about Felino and Perry and what they're going to bring to the team. And I think that's a good way to kind of piggyback off what Nick Felino was just talking about. 
Um, you know, I mean, he's a high-end character guy. He's, he's a heavy physical player, which gives us that uh, part of it on the ice as well. Uh, and just, um, you know, he's basically, he was the captain in the league for a long time, and, and there's a reason for that. So I think that's going to be huge for us. Uh, and, and that's not just for Connor, that's for our whole uh, culture here and the team. And I think, you know, moving forward in the organization, we, we, we want to go in a new direction and we want to start fresh. And I think we've done that, but you still have to surround guys with some uh, experience. And I think uh, Nick and, and Corey as well. And Corey, you know, I had him in Montreal and, um, you know, I can't tell you the, you know, coaches do their thing and they try and help players and put a game plan in place. But guys like that really get involved uh, every day when you see them in practice, on the bench, they're alert. Uh, that's why every team won in the last few years that had a chance to win. Uh, he's a winner and um, he's going to help guys uh, on our team. You know, just like he did when I saw in Montreal, the guys like Cole Caulfield and Nick Suzuki, like he he has a big uh, footprint in, on making them what they are today. And I think if you ask them that, uh, that's why, you know, I thought when they brought his name up, it would be a great fit uh, for us right now. All right, I want to follow this one up right away because then he's asked specifically what Corey Perry has done to help young players. What are some of the specific things that Corey did for Suzuki and uh, Caulfield and those just, guys that you, that you hope he'll do Just here. standing in front of the net on a power play or six on five at the end of the game and almost became clock, clockwork. Like he worked on it with them after practice and standing there. And he, you know, there's guys that stand in front of the net, but they they don't, I don't know if they really want to stand in front of the net. And he's going to stand there and he's going to get a stick on it or he's going to get the goalie's eyes taken away. And, and he basically, you know, they have communication where, you know, things happen fast. Uh, you don't have time to talk about it when, it, when you're in the situation on the ice. They, they have it already drawn up and, and they practice it and they're ready. And uh, that was guys like Suzuki and Caulfield. But then I remember at the end of practice, he'd have, we have a young defenseman roaming off there. And uh, he'd be in front of the net every day, Corey uh, taking his tips in front of the net, which a lot of players do. And he, he there's not two pucks go by in a row that he doesn't get a stick on. It's like nine out of 10. And uh, Romy was just floating in some wristers and he, he's like, hey, shoot the puck. Like he, he goes, it's not hard enough, basically. So then he ripped one high over the net on the glass. So he stopped, he went right out to him. He goes, what are you doing? He goes, that's high sticking. He goes, I want it between here and I want it bet between here and hard. And Romy's like, <laughs> so he's getting really good instruction. Like coaches give instructive, but when the players and uh, you know Stanley Cup winners and, win and winners like Corey Perry give you direction, that uh, goes a long way. Uh, first of all, apologies. They're apparently like just doing construction in the hallway of the fifth third the entire time. They're uh, they're getting uh, getting work done on the expansion before it's approved. I guess so. Just just in case. <laughs> Put in that donut shut. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so, but I, I like the again. What we love about Luke from a from a media standpoint is he will get specific. Mm -hmm. And you said it before the show. It's like having another coach on the ice. But when it's a player, it's a little bit different because coaches coach. Just like you were at work and boss's boss, right? But I think when if your coworker gives you feedback, you maybe listen to it a little more because you're like, oh, they're just coming down at me, they're just picking on me. No, you know it's coming from like just an honest place when it comes from a teammate or a coworker or whatever. So um, just Corey Perry just being like, no, shoot it here, I'll take care of it, and then teaching the young forwards how to position themselves in front of the yeah. net and get ready to take a puck and get ready to deflect a puck. It matters, right? And if if, if Suzuki learned how to do that from Corey Perry, 
Suzuki's a better player for it. And I know everyone, when that move happened, including us, were like, what? Yeah. Corey Perry? Oh, my God. Uh, the more we've heard since then, I, the better I feel about it. Yeah. Yep. Every With every passing moment, I'm getting more and more excited about Corey Perry being a Blackhawk. I never thought I'd say that. <laughs> but I just – I think there's so much – we focus, as fans, we focus so much on stuff that happened 10 years ago almost. Yeah. Uh, oh, I mean, he's still a peen. Oh, absolutely. But he's he our peen. But, yeah, it's different <laughs> when he belongs to you, when he's attached to you. Um, but I think he's, he's going to endear himself quickly, as I said before. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to talking to him. Yeah. yeah. And I think yeah. he's going to be a great quote. Uh, you've got yourselves with Hall. Um, Felino and Perry, and from what I've heard about Donato, he's another good talker, another good guy. You're you're putting these guys in a room with with your your future face face of the franchise and other young players who are gonna just watch how they go by their day to day business and say, yeah, that's that's what I'm striving to be here. And and that has nothing to do with on the ice, yeah. just how you handle yourself at the practice ring, how you handle yourself on off ice workouts in public with the media that yeah. rubs off on them and it's going to be a huge thing for for the uh for Connor Bedard not only Connor Bedard but these other young players who are still trying to find their footing here he also spent a little bit of time talking about Taylor Hall's arrival in Chicago yeah well he's got that uh you know for sure and he was in a Canadian market which is a very uh you know it's like here it's like a high-end market uh, lots of attention and lots of expectations so uh, he can help him with the uh uh, off ice uh, part of it, but also on the ice. I think his speed and just being in places where he's been over the last few years, he's moved around a few teams, and I think landing in Boston was probably a great spot for him to learn from guys like Bergeron, Krejci, and those guys. And uh, I think coming from a, a place like that to here, uh, you know, with his just his uh, you know his dynamic speed and offense is going to help uh, you know our team and, and guys like Connor, but. Uh, I think he can really, you know, kind of mentor him a little bit in, in that respect, both uh, on and off the ice. So it's a good, it's a good mix there. That is Luke Richardson talking about Taylor Hall. Um, yep, I mean everything he said. That's it. That's why they did it. It's so yeah. fun to have a GM that does things that make sense. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> unlike the Penguins. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> Unleash Kyle Dubas. Not so great. Maybe he needs to have somebody Holy to go. Kyle. No, Kyle. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, like the nun and uh, slapping hands. Blues brothers. Do yeah. <laughs> Holy cow, they're just going off. Yeah, they are. They are going in a direction. But are they getting any better? Six That's years with Ryan Graves. That's the question. Same thing with Nashville. Have Oof. you gotten any better? No, Nashville has went from getting rid of some uh, expensive veterans on the wrong side of thirty and replacing them with expensive veterans on the wrong side of thirty. I don't. Ah, know, yes. I don't know what they're doing. Uh, wonderful move. But good for Cody Glass. He got a new two-year deal with yeah. them. I like Cody Glass. Yeah, as did Luke Shen and Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah. So lots of stuff going on. Um, what was our next? Uh, oh, clip? the one we're all waiting for, Connor Bedard. Connor oh, yeah, Bedard. that guy. I forgot. Luke talked about Connor Bedard and uh, how ready Connor Bedard is to get on the effing ice. <laughs> he's, he's a high-end player, and he's a... Uh, obviously exceptional talent and and i think he's got the the personality and the drive away from the rink to handle all the 
the, the extra you know attention that he gets, and I think he knows how to handle it, um, and it doesn't really change him. I think he's, he wants to get through that part of it just so he can find out when he can get back to the shooting room or back on the ice. Or uh, I think someone said he asked if he brought his skates if there was ice here that he could get on, even though there wasn't. So we said, uh, well, we'll get that. We'll get there when we get there. So uh, I think he's. You know, I think he, he's going to be tired or, you know, a lot of attention over the last few days of the draft and now here. And uh, now I think he's just a guy that wants to be one of the guys. And that's what we want him to be. We want him to fit in. We we want the, the team to grow as a team, uh, not as an individual. And then everybody else follow. And I think that's what he wants. So um, I'm looking forward to kind of starting the season and, and seeing him at rookie camp and, and in regular uh, main camp. and. Uh, see him personally on the ice it'll be fun to be behind the bench with him. i love that he's trying to get on the ice already yeah <laughs> just like they have to take they have to take his skates away from him like connor chill out there's gonna be plenty of time to get on the ice go box this guy and, for a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah go boxing enjoy this week like you're gonna go to wrigley for your first time you're you're with some guys that are gonna be your future teammates like you're experiencing chicago for the first time like it's it's okay if you're not on the ice for a few days he is so focused Oh yeah, I mean it's. We're gonna hear from him after we hear one more cut from Luke. But you know what's man, funny he, about Bedard is I feel like he's gonna he's gonna be the face of this franchise. He's gonna be marketable, but it also feels like it's like <laughs> the last thing he wants to do is like do anything that has to be like not hockey related. Right, just let me go. Let me go play. Just yeah, great. This that, is great. That, oh, throw out the first pitch. Cool. Yeah. Can I get back on the ice? Can I start shooting? Can that's, I? That's his mentality. Yeah, I think every. Uh, Every commercial he's going to be in is going to involve him doing some sort of skating or shooting. Yeah. Like it's not going to be he's like I'll do this commercial if I can get my workout in. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> or he'll be leaving like Kyle Davidson in our interview with him, where he's half in the screen. Yeah, yeah like, get a Chevy or something. <laughs> can I go now? Yeah, like it's he's he is just yeah. a hockey geek, and it's awesome. Like there's not you when you are putting the hopes of your franchise on a player, you'd much rather have that where you have to drag him off the ice, mm -hmm. kicking and screaming. Than a guy you had to shove onto the ice to go practice. Right, exactly. Right? You take that 100 out of 100 times. All right, last cut real quick. Luke Richardson talks about uh, Kevin Korczynski's odds of making the team this year. What are your thoughts on Korczynski at this point? He got like, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth picks off and make the league their second year, but it seems like you kind of be not quite sure yet, or what are your thoughts there? Yeah, I thought he had a good camp last year and obviously a great season. And, uh, you know, now it's time for him to rest and, and rejuvenate and just come and show us that he belongs here next year at uh, rookie camp and main camp. And I, I, I don't want to expect anything less from him. He's, he's a guy that's driven and has a, uh, you know, high-end motor and, and goes. So he can definitely skate in the league. Uh, we want to make sure uh, that he's, you know, going to be comfortable and, and able to defend and do everything else as a defenseman has to do in this league to, to play. So, um, you know, it's, it's kind of up in the air right now. We, we want him to just show his best, and uh, we're confident that he's going to be here. Uh, when, we just we don't want to put a label on that yet. So we talked about this last week, that a lot of people on the beat seem to think that Korczynski is making this team I don't know. It kind of sounds like it. I know he yeah. said nothing's guaranteed. We got to see how it plays out and yada, yada. But they're sure talking like he's ready. Yeah, I, I, I'm still not 100% convinced because... I'm not either. Just, just because Luke Richardson says that Korchinski can skate at the NHL level, uh, you, you got to be convinced of the things he can do outside of that at the NHL level. Can he see the game 
at the NHL speed? Can he think the game at the NHL level? Can he, you know, play in transition at the NHL level? Can he defend uh, faster, bigger players coming at him at the NHL level than than at the junior league level? And and I think we'll we'll get an idea of where they see him uh, in, in in camp through through the preseason. Um, I still believe he'll get to start the season with the Blackhawks, whether that lasts beyond nine games uh, or not is, is up in the air. But I think we'll get an opportunity to see him play at the NHL level, unless it's very evident through training camp that he's still not ready, which I don't think is going to be the case. But I'm just still not convinced he is an 82-game NHL player right now. Yeah, I'm not either. I'm not either. And you say, oh, he could skate at an NHL level. That's great if you're playing left wing and you just get up the ice and look for the puck. Right, right. When you're a defenseman, so much more about just being able to skate. You, you've you got to be so much more cerebral than a fast winger. You've got to be able to recognize things. You've got to be more physical. We'll see what happens. I like the fact that it seems that they're at least open-minded about it, where it's not like you're going back to Seattle no matter what. Right, yep. They're going to make – they're going to let Kevin Korchinski tell them if he's NHL ready mm-hmm. or not, and I like that. I just don't know if he's there yet. But let's see where we are in September and October in the preseason, and if, and if he gets in the lineup for those first couple of games, maybe he is. Um, you know, but based on what we've seen from Kyle Davidson in this regime so far – I'd be very surprised yeah. if he's a full-time NHLer this season. Well, Luke said it today that everyone that plays, it's merit-based. Mm-hmm. So if he performs better than somebody, that player's not just going to play because they're that player. I love that. You should not play just because you're making more money or you're older or you're younger or whatever it might be. The best six defensemen should play. The best 12 forwards should play. That's how it should be. Yeah. And as the season goes on and maybe, you know, you've fallen out of contention, then you talk about, okay, let's let's maybe work some kids in, trade some of these veteran guys. But I think, like, to start the year, you kind of owe it to your team and the guys who decided to come here, like Corey Perry and Nick Felino, who signed new deals. Taylor Hall uh, was traded here, didn't really have much of a choice. But, you know, uh, Ryan Donato, all these guys who said, all right, I'm going to come play for Chicago. You kind of owe it to them to at least try – yeah. From the start, and look, like we're saying, yeah, if this roster makes many more really good moves, they might be too good. But I think maybe Bedard has changed their projection a little bit and said, look, we're still not signing anybody long term, but why not just be decent? Yeah, they've loaded up their prospect pool. They've got a ton more picks coming next year. I mean, of course, you'd rather have a top ten than a top fifteen or twenty. Of course, of course, you would. But man, look how loaded. This prospect pool is already with a ton more picks to come. Maybe they're looking at this and saying, why not? Why not try to be decent? Yeah. Why not give Connor Bedard the experience of playing in some important NHL games instead of meaningless NHL games to get ready for when it is time to actually compete in the playoffs? You've been in games that matter before. And it's not just Bedard. I got to stop myself from that. Because it's Reichel, it's Phillips, it's maybe Korchinski, it's all these young players, it's Philip Kurashev. Alex that is, Yeah, yeah. The, they, these guys have not played in a meaningful game, an important game in their entire careers yet. In the in, NHL, of course. In the NHL. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I agree. I think there, there's, you know, Chris, when we had Chris Peters on um, a couple weeks ago, you know, he, he said getting Connor Bedard changes how you 
have to operate a little bit as an as an organization. And I think, you know, if 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 the Blackhawks were um, going to you know go into a, another tank season, if they didn't get Connor Bedard, it'd be different. But now they have him, so I I, I think yeah, it, it goes in. It some something goes into it to say let's let's give this guy an opportunity to succeed. Let's make sure that what we're putting around him allows him to flourish. Yeah, it. This the Korchinski situation just once again shows you how stupid and unnecessary this CHGL rule is. Because um, Korchinski, we may have our doubts if he could play in the NHL, but he certainly could play in the AHL. Yeah, that yeah, he that's could. the frustrating thing. Is it's so for those that don't know, I saw uh, Lebowski says Delmaster and Allen are are more likely. Maybe not though, because for Korchinski, it's either Chicago or Seattle. Yeah. Whereas Del Mastro and Allen can play in Rockford if they want to. So they might say, eh, like, do we really want to send him to another year in Seattle where he's just going to dominate? It's going to be men among boys. We don't have our hands on him anymore. That's kind of what makes the difference there. Of course, if, if those three were the same age, Del Mastro, Allen, and Korchinski, yeah, all three would be in Rockford with the first two probably more likely to come up first. Yeah. But it's that stipulation of he can't go to Rockford. Yeah. yeah. It's so stupid. Uh, there needs to be a way to, to make that go away. I know it's all about money, but the NHL should make it worth the while. How about one per team? One, uh, you get one kid, uh, uh, you know, underage per one, age. One exemption. Team. That's not going to yeah. hurt anything. No. Right? No, I, no I, th- I, I think, yeah, I think, I think that that'd be something that could be, could be worked out. But, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's a shame that teams end up being put in this, uh, in this kind of position where, you know, you want their, <laughs> you want to be able to develop these guys, but um, you're not able to do it properly. So, yeah, it's it's, it's a weird position to be in. But hey, uh, if if Korchinski's here, if Bedard's here, maybe someday they'll both be on a nice Foco two-sided bobblehead like our old uh, Tazing Kane one that had to be repaired. Once or twice, is it still hanging around here? It might still be it's hanging around, around here. Uh, but Foco, they are the uh, best outfitters for sports merchandise uh, and collectibles and memorabilia uh, that you could ask for. You got hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, anything with your favorite team or players that you want. Uh, Foco can definitely uh, provide it for you. You look around our set, you see all the different bobbleheads and decorations here. A lot of it came from our friends at Foco. Uh, and so you can get yourself decked out, uh, get your living room, your office, your home office, your basement, man cave, she shed, whatever you want, get it decked out with all of the uh, great things that Foco has to offer. Uh, also, they got Aloha shirts, straw hats, polos, bags, everything you need for the summer weather, baseball season, being outdoors, uh, Foco can get it done for you. Again, go to their website, foco.com, F-O-C-O, and when you do, uh, use the promo code CHGO. You're going to get 10% off of your order uh, on all non-presale items. Again, that is foco.com, or you can click the link in the description below. I think you just created a new word, spurch. Sports spurch. merchandise. Spurch. spurch. There you go. Kind of like Munergy. Munergy. Buy some spurch. Why say more word when less yeah. word we've do got, trick? We've got time limits on this show. <laughs> Shorten it up. Let's get your spurch at, for, at Foco and save some Munergy. With ComEd, the yeah. ComEd Energy Efficiency Program, which is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve, helping manage energy usage and lower energy bills right now 
and into the future. That's correct, Greg. Comet offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across their territory. Comet also offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities like for HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. I wonder how that, how does that work? Yeah. Uh, well, Greg, an authorized engineer is going to work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. This can be done in person or virtually, and they last approximately two hours. Within three to four weeks, customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency products that they can start working on immediately. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback. If you own a business, do not wait. Get started saving money and energy, Monergy, today. For energy-saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com slash poweringbiz. Did you say powering biz? I did indeed. Schedule it today. Sorry, my Twitter was working for four seconds, so oh. I was reading something. Oh, wow. Anything fun um, happened? I don't know. Uh, it, it went <laughs> away again. Um, a couple people have asked, and it's been answered a few times in the chat, but for those of you who are maybe listening to an audio-only version and are wondering the same thing, Connor Bedard cannot sign his e, his entry level contract until he's eighteen, which is July seventeenth. So, so that's why Adam Fantilli signed his today, and Connor Bedard days. has not. So in two weeks and two days, mm-hmm. he will sign his contract. You guarantee whatever it's that nice, midnight, it's going to be yeah. a nice birthday present for yeah. Him. So yeah, yeah that's that's why that has. It's also yet. slotted, so you don't have to worry about. It. There's no negotiation. Same, to everybody it. gets the same contract. It's, yeah, it's it's not it's it not going to be is an what issue. It is. Some some rookies get more than others, but there's a limit yeah he right. is going to get the most, get the most. Yes. which they're, i think is what 975 950 i think it is it was 925 and i think it went up, okay. up to 950 yeah. whatever it is so he's gonna be making a lot more money than all of us are uh, but a lot quickly. less than most of his teammates <laughs> yeah but uh, no, not, that, not that, that much less that will change yeah. quickly uh so yeah uh july 17th will be when he will sign his entry-level contract yes speaking of Connor bedard should we hear from the man himself the boy himself. Or the boy himself <laughs> for two more weeks. Yes. Let's. All right. Uh, he talks early on about his chances of making the team, which is adorable. Um, no, I wouldn't say doubts. I mean, it's obviously hard to make the team. I'm not going to say I'm you know, a lock on the team or anything. I'm just going to you know, train as, as hard as I can this summer and try to, try to make the team. So, um, you know, I couldn't give you percentages on if I will or not. So uh, we'll see. But, you know, I'm going to try to do everything in my power to, to hopefully make that happen. Yeah, he should have no doubts about making this roster. <laughs> it's so cute. <laughs> he said that Wednesday night after, after when we talked to him in Nashville. He's like, well, if I make the squad, okay. You can hear like audible jungles. My, like my focus track. is on making the team. Okay, you can focus on other things it was, too. It was, it was when he was asked, uh, you know, you grew up rooting for Sidney Crosby and now your first NHL face-off is going to be against him. He's like, well, that's if I make the team. Yeah. Whatever, pal. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Whatever he has to do to stay humble and stay motivated. I love it. Hey, yeah. But Whatever. at some points, it's like, okay, it's, you're it, overdoing it. It's a little, you know, rookie script, but it's also it's also his, like, genuine, like, it seems like a genuine, I don't want to be, I don't want to assume anything. Yeah. Like, he want, like, it seems like he genuinely has that drive to, like, want to work for whatever he's going to earn rather than just being, he has every opportunity to be like, I'm fucking Connor Bedard. Like yeah. I get, you know, right. but it, do, he does not have come in with a Ric Flair coat on. Yeah. Every he, time he talks he's, to us, he's not 1989 <laughs> Deion that. Sanders, even though he has every right to be, Yeah, no. which is, uh, 
yeah, it's 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 oddly refreshing because if if Connor Bedard was was the best player in this draft class for the last two years and and this generational talent and he was a peen to deal with, it'd kind of be like eh, great, but I mean cool cool on the ice, but it seems like he's going to be a genuinely you know good guy, good player, hard worker. You shouldn't have any questions Lord about it. Lord knows him. we've had there have been plenty of those guys great on the ice and just a complete jerk off off the ice. Oh yeah, well, yeah. we're not getting that with him. And he also seems like a kid that never wants to be put ahead of the team. And yeah. I don't foresee that ever changing. Well, let's get to that one next. Um, he is first asked about the comparisons to Crosby and McDavid, and then he kind of goes on and talks about his role on this team. Yeah, like I said, I don't really think about that stuff. You know, obviously, it's a huge honor to have my name in the same sentence as those guys with with anything. But uh, you know, I'm I'm, I'm Connor Bedard. I'm not uh, not someone else. So you know, I'm trying to kind of create my own path and and uh, you know be the best player I can be and not not try to kind of compare myself to other guys. With so much attention one more. on you, with so much attention on you specifically, how do you become just one of the guys in the locker room? Um, yeah, I mean, I think I'm a pretty nor- normal guy, and um, you know, for me, that's that's really important. And you know, I don't see myself as any different just because there's a little, you know, maybe a little more uh, attention on the outside. I just want to, you know, be be a good teammate and and fit in with the locker room, and uh, you know, that's something that I find really important. I so, recognize that voice. Yeah, I talked to Counter Bedard today. Did you? Um, Oliver Moore spoke after him. And we had to kind of prioritize our audio today because there was so much in such a short time. Um, but he said that, yeah, Connor's like just one of the guys. Like, mm-hmm. he's very comfortable. There's no, like, ego about him. Like, he just goes about his business like everybody else. Uh, and it was cool to hear that, like, in follow-up to what he had just spoken about. Yeah. To hear his teammates kind of already saying it. And even before the draft, you can whenever you you know we get in these YouTube wormholes of Connor Bedard scouting and stuff, and you would find those documentaries or interviews with teammates and stuff, and they all kind of say the same thing: like he's just a good dude. Like, a, oh, uh, and at the draft, mm-hmm. our guy uh, from from Regina, the broadcaster, his Dante. name is. Dante yeah, Dante. Yeah. Dante was there. Oh yeah, that's at yeah. the presser <laughs> and like asked him a question, and Bedard like. Like chirped him a little bit, yeah. like in a funny way. He's, it, oh, what was it? It was, <laughs> it was like, it, like I, I loved everyone's been great, but you, you or yeah. something yeah, like that. Like yeah. he took a shot at his friend. Yeah, but you could see as soon as he realized that his friend was there. And for those that don't know, Dante DiCario was the voice of the Regina Pats. Mm-hmm. Like as soon as he introduced himself, Bedard kind of lit up, and he's like, "My buddy's here. Mm-hmm. Like my buddy's got my back." And that's what Dante told us was, Bedard treated, you know. His teammates, the same as you ta- taught the, you know, the ticket takers and the, all the people in the, the building. Like yeah. He just treats everyone as an equal. And I think that is part of him being humble. I also think it's part of maybe like an intentional staying level, right? Like, yeah. and, it, and it's all, it almost feels intentional to treat your teammates as equals. Because, look, he has been talked about as this otherworldly hockey player for three, four years, he like you said, he could very easily be some jag that's totally full of himself. He'd have every reason to be because he's accomplished everything that's been put in front of him. Not only has he accomplished it, he's destroyed it. Yeah. But it almost feels as if he is intentionally being a good teammate, which is great. Yeah, I mean, how many times have we seen that young kid? Like the first kid that jumps to my mind 
a different sport, but Johnny Manziel. Johnny Football. Yes. And then Great. He, yeah. he read all he was, his newspaper clippings oh, yeah. and believed that he walked into there like, I'm the greatest thing since sliced bread. And he gave us a ride back to our uh, our Airbnb in Nashville as an Uber driver because that's what he's doing. <laughs> like, so he yeah. could be that guy. He, yeah, exactly. And still be great or flop. But like, he's making himself, y- you want to cheer for him because he's so good. But now, he, now you're like, I want him to succeed because he's a great human being. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a rare breed where you get so much talent and then to be such a good person at the same time. And I, and I hope it doesn't change over the years. I hope we don't go back, oh, look at how cute and innocent he was one day and yeah. be like, I miss those days. Right. I don't think that's going to yeah. be a problem. Yeah. Uh, he also talked about the uh, benefits of having off-ice uh, development camp. Yeah, I mean, we're going to be, you know, working really hard still, of course, in the gym and, and with everything, and then a lot of kind of, you know, team bonding and, and get to know the city and, and stuff. So, uh, you know, I'm really looking forward to it. It's been a great kind of first day yesterday and then uh, the start of the day. So, um, you know, it's, it's really surreal to be here and, and get started. So it's been, been a lot of fun so far. We heard you wanted to, to skate, even though you're not supposed to skate this week. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, they got they got a nice, like, set up shoot pucks and stuff so uh that's all pretty good luke said you guys might be doing some boxing classes is that at first for you or no i actually did boxing a bit when i was really young for like a couple years or whatever so i did a bit of that and then i had like did it once in a workout like a couple years ago so it's been a while i'm not gonna say i'm I'm any good or anything but i guess i have a little bit of experience in it yeah he just wants to play yeah (laughs) i think it's like i'm not really the person to talk about this but you get a workout routine and then you just don't want to interrupt it. Mm-hmm. Because if you interrupt Steven it, you knows. feel like it's going to fall off. Right. Steven, you Steven was about. very upset that he wasn't going to be able to yeah, do like his workouts in Nashville. Days in a row yeah, no it's workouts. like a record for me. You were I carrying know. our asses the entire week, so thank you for that. That had to do <laughs> you guys something. guys made for it you. easy. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Oh, you're a good liar. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right, last one from Connor Bedard. Just talks about how great the Hawks fans have been so far. Yeah, it's been unreal. I mean, uh, I'm so grateful for all that ever since you know we got to Nashville and everything. And, and obviously, the draft, it was. It was so cool for me to see that, and you know, I know the city loves loves the sports and loves the Blackhawks. So uh, getting in and, and yesterday seeing some of them, and obviously uh, the draft party there there uh, Wednesday, it was it's unbelievable, and uh, you know we love the sport. Did you guys get the vibe that he's tired of talking already? Yes. Yeah. About I, six months I, ago. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like. Yes. Yeah. Everything's great. Let's he, drop the effing puck. He wants he wants nothing to do other than play hockey. Like that's the, and that's kind of how he's, how he's been wired for a long time. He, we, I think it was uh, either Ben Pope or Joe Brand. I can't remember who asked him like, you know, if you play any other sports besides hockey, you know, growing up and stuff, he's like, yeah, I played soccer till I was maybe 12, 11 or 12. Probably that at that ago. point it was like, you know, he, he, he and his family, I'm sure realized your future yeah. is in hockey. And, and, and I probably since that age, it, it has been, this is this is your life now. That's an it's an interesting thing. We're seeing less and less of that, like the multiple sports for these kids. Once they identify yeah. which one they're good at, I actually had a scout tell me a few years ago at an AHL game. He says that's kind of the problem, where like these kids just do nothing but play hockey all year round. So you you're getting good hockey players, yeah, but you're missing out on the full like the athleticism for mm-hmm. a hockey player to play baseball. It helps with his. Uh, on right. hand-eye coordination or go play basketball it gets you and more endurance or soccer so you just 
pigeonholed yourself. You don't. You, you're getting. You're drafting hockey players, more hockey players, but less athletes. athletes. Yeah, yeah. Doing doing those different sports, all all in those form, formidable years. Um, you know, it, it activates different parts of your of your, you know, physical capabilities. So, you know, skating and, and and all that. It's different muscles than running track or or you know running in soccer and and changing in motion and things like that. So. Yeah, I mean it's 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 interesting, but sometimes when you're at the level that guys like Bedard are, or you know, at at, at the time that they were drafted, Crosby and McDavid and all that, like if you've perfected that sports science behind hockey, it's you can get away with it. Yeah. Um. All right. That's it for Bedard. For this audio. is a reward for everyone that's stuck we'll with say us though, the entire show. We'll say though, Bedard and the rest of the 2023 class will be at tomorrow's. Cubs game. Yep. It'll as, be his first I. his first time heading out to uh, uh, to Wrigley, so that'll be interesting. Believe they're doing the first pitch. Don't know if they're doing the seventh inning stretch. I, I would so. imagine they are. And uh, Let Marcel Marcel sing it. I, he should. He absolutely should. I yeah. bet he could. And I, I think it. it would be great. Should we address Bird in the chat who thought he was coming to the Bulls show and says nobody watches hockey? All right. Enjoy for- another thirty years of Bulls mediocrity. All right. Cool. Thanks. All right, Bird. Thanks okay, for coming Bird. by. Thanks cool. for the comment, buddy. Smash the like button on your way out. Don't let the door hit your ass on the way. Um, all right, Marcel, Marcel. I, I think we could just let this speak for itself. Yes. He's, <laughs> he is wonderful. What was your reaction uh, when you heard about the year pick? Uh, I didn't expect it to go that high. I was more like, I didn't expect it at all. I knew there was a chance to go to be drafted, but... I was more like thinking about like six rounds, something like that. But when I got that high, I was pretty surprised. I just came because I saw there was a beginning of the fifth round. I was like, okay, I'm, I just went on the toilet. I was just coming back. <laughs> I had a, I, ha- I have a video my my because I was in Canada at my parents' parents' house. I just came from the toilet. I just like checked the time. I was just looking, sit down, and then my little mom she was checking on the phone. She's like, "You're a draft I was just sitting on there. What are you talking about? She's like, they were drafted. And they, she went crazy. I was like looking on the TV, waiting for the pick. And then I saw my name. My phone went crazy. So I didn't know what to do. I had like 50 calls at the same time. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. I didn't expect it. Yeah. Thank you for the thorough description. <laughs> so I can show you the video. It's really funny. After I can show you, it's really funny. I'd love to see it. Yeah, I'm going to show you. Did you have any meetings with the Blackhawks? Did you have any interest? Or, uh, you know, they didn't have I, interest in there was a, I did a questionnaire, and then I met the, the, the scout, because he, he's, he's from Rouen, it's like a team we were playing at, and the, the game I had a, I had a, uh, was a suspension for one game, so I just was hanging around, and he just saw me probably there, and he texted me, oh, come see me, so I met him there, but I think it was, that's it. I know that uh, some people like were calling Sam Savoy and my like, uh, physio and asking about me, but that's it. Why were you suspended? Uh, I mean, like, big guy. The guy was smaller. <laughs> <laughs> it was not di- that dirty. But that dirty? He didn't look good. <laughs> my physio told me that he had, like, one side was completely blue. And, uh, him, but. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for game? that, but. You only got one game? Oh, I think I got maybe one. <laughs> <laughs> maybe two. 
three. I don't, I don't remember. I'm glad I don't remember. <laughs> I, I hope, hope the I hope the video gave context to how funny he was. He was just so relaxed and comfortable in his own skin, yeah. and just like I don't know. I think he was excited to talk to everybody. And we're showing a photo he was having on a the good screen time. Uh, of uh, him showing the reporters after he spoke. Yeah. He was video. like, "I'll show you the video." Pulled it up, and we all crowded around him. <laughs> yeah, and that was the very first question he was ever asked as an yeah. NHL drafted. The way I was in the toilet, <laughs> I was in the crapper, <laughs> and I got drafted. Please do everything you can yeah, to I make hope, this team and be here for like ten years. I hope he becomes a, a full time player at some point because he yeah, he seems like he's got uh, a a good personality, which which this sport needs more of. Yeah, but, and he uh, went yeah. on actually to explain uh, why his name is Marcel Marcel. Yeah. Today, me, I got three <laughs> three siblings older, and the oldest one is uh, my brother. So at the time. My mom wanted him to name this like Marcel Marcel because sometimes when you're in Czech, like they put your last name as a first and your first as a last name. So what happened to her? Like she went with my brother for uh, to see a doctor, and they called her like Mrs. Patrick because he's like Patrick Marcel. So they call her Mrs. Patrick, but he, she's Marcel. So at first she wanted to name him Marcel Marcel, but at the time I, they couldn't do it because I don't know the government or something. So when I came, uh, it was, I guess it was the only option to do. But I'm happy for that. Like, there's a lot of people who make fun about it who were like, oh, whose name's that stupid? Like, but it's okay. It's cool, I would say. There you have it. Marcel Marcel. Marcel Marcel. He was asked if you've ever heard of Marceau Marceau the mime, and he... I don't oh, think he knew. No so I don't idea. think he knew what mi- when they said mime. I think they said pantomime. The, and the translation, like, yeah. And he was just like, "Oh, you mean the guy in all the black and white pictures?" Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, it. yeah. He said when he googles himself, he sees Marcel Marceau. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, he is a massive human being. He's big, like big. His arms are incredibly long. He's got, he's ripped. He's got like almost Steven level guns. Almost, <laughs> not quite. Almost. Um, boy, I hope he makes a team someday. It's yeah. not gonna be this year, but man, would it be awesome to see him uh, make the NHL? And then we got to talk to Milton Oscarson right, right. after that. Yeah, exact opposite. Poor guy, clearly uncomfortable, a little bit awkward. I think a little bit intimidated, but he was like a Bond villain. Yeah, to crush my opponents. Like he was just like I would, I would, oh, also a, but also a very human. big, <laughs> also a very big guy. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, it's gonna be fun to get to know this class. Um, better. Uh, it's definitely more, more European-based players in this year's class than there were in last year's class. Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a good mix of guys. I think I think this this class is uh, is is going to have a lot more underrated potential. Whereas last year, I think with the three first-round picks, um, you know, you got Ryan Green in the second round. Like I, I think last year's class, it was a little bit more like directly like, hey. Like these are a lot of really solid picks, uh, and this year, you know, with with Bedard and Moore, obviously you, the top half, the top of your draft class is is heavy, but those second round picks, the third round picks that they made, like you know these guys like like Marcel, Marcel was a fifth round pick. I think we're gonna find out as as time goes on that there's gonna be some some underrated talent in this year's draft class. I hope so. That would be great. Uh, by the way, Windy City Hockey brought up uh, he wants to buy a, a got to know Olympiques jersey. And they asked Marcel Marcel if he was like the goofy joker on the team, and he's like, "No, it's Samuel Savoie." Mm-hmm. 
yeah. his teammate Samuel Savoie. So uh, it's cool. It's exciting, man. It's an exciting time. And I know, you know, you look back at drafts and we've all like kind of wrung our hands over these things and we try to analyze every pick and then, you know, six of the seven never play. Mm-hmm. But every review I've seen uh, of this Blackhawks draft has been a A plus. You know, yeah. Chris Peters gave it an A plus, even not just because of Connor Bedard. You know, Oliver Moore, of course, falling to nineteen was huge. That certainly helps as well. But a lot of people like these late picks they've made. Um, and like Kyle Davidson said, like when you have um, so much draft capital, you're allowed to take some swings. And Marcel Marcel said himself, like I didn't think I was going to the sixth round, and I went into fifth. But the Hawks identified a guy and said. Why not? Yeah. We've got a lot of prospects. We've got a lot of picks. We like this kid, like his makeup. Let's do it. Yeah. He said that, yeah, that's what started the suspension story was that he talked to his Hawk scout because he was yeah. suspended. So, anyway, it's good stuff. we got some super chats to get to before we wrap up. Um, Brandon Sakura says, Kurashev updates anyone. He received his qualifying offer. It's not going to be an issue. It'll get done. It's just, just a matter of when. A paperwork thing. Yep. Yeah. No worries there. Region Rev with a $5 Super Chat says, uh, CHGO Sky, James Wade ac- assi- accepts assistant coach job with the Rafters. Uh, Wade has some he-who-shall-not-be-named qualities. Steven? Yeah, so it, it's kind of Explain. a tough look because it's yes. a Saturday. It's right before a road game. It's the middle of the season, and he's jumping ship, and he's joining the Toronto Rafters as an assistant coach. I didn't know he could move. do that. I didn't know he would do that. You'd, you'd figure yeah, someone who is currently in season under contract. So the head coach of Sky bolted to take an assistant job for a team that's in the offseason. That's correct. Yeah. What a jerk. Yeah. But, can't, like, but then, the but then oppositely, though, wouldn't the NBA be in season when it's their offseason? Correct. So then. Well, he wouldn't be able to do both. That's what I'm saying, he, though. Being he, an NBA assistant. He, when is there a time when neither are playing? I don't, I don't think there is. That's, so one way or another, he's screwing somebody, right? Well, yeah, he could have waited. As he could have waited till the the sky season was over. I think this. I think the the sky season ends. It's over in like August or September. Yeah, the, I, I think the WNBA season ends in enough time before the NBA season starts. Okay. Where he, he could transition. But they. But it. He might have been presented an opportunity that they were like, "It's the, if if you don't accept now, we're moving on to our next candidate." It still sucks. To leave a team in the middle of a season. And his reason, region rev also adds in here, he's ruined our draft. He also traded away a bunch of first round picks. So oh, now he's well, kind of leaving them that with is nothing. That's not a great look. Not a great look. Thank you. Forgive my ignorance on all tune, things basketball. Tune into the CHGO Sky podcast uh, whenever it comes up next for more in depth yeah. uh, conversation. They're going to they're gonna have a stream yard on Monday. Mondays. On Monday, a more in depth sure conversation. We'll talk all about on Monday. James Wade. Being a jerk. Yes. Uh, one more comment I wanted to get to also from Lee. And he says, with these moves, where does Gutman fit in the system another year in Rockford? Um, I don't know. I, I mean, him. yeah, like we said, it's a, it is a uh, earn it kind of a, uh, what, what is the word? Uh, merit-based merit. Luke Richardson uh, loves roster. him. Uh, if he's healthy he pl- and plays well, he played he's got well, a spot. He played well last season. Yes, he did. And he's on a one-way deal. Yeah, so it's he's a waiver exempt, though. Yeah. So they can't send him down with all yeah. of them having to go to waivers. Okay, there's a spot for him if he if he makes it. Yeah, because um, I think they they're projecting Donato as a winger. Uh, he can do both, but the, but I think the Hawks are envisioning him as a winger. And as you look at the roster, it's center. You like for sure centers, for sure centers. 
Still kind of none. Not not like a Corey lot. Perry is like your one for, and he now nah, he's been playing wing. Perry's lately. a winger. Bedard's going to be yeah. a center to start the year. Bedard will be a center. Gutman's a center, but Reichel Dickinson played center. Dickinson, right. Tyler Reichel, Johnson, maybe Tyler Johnson, maybe. But like, yeah, center wise, they're still pretty thin on solid for sure center. I think yeah. I think Cole Gutman starts the year as your third line center. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I I could see that for sure. All right, well, that was a fun show. I'm, I know was it was fun. long, but I hope you enjoyed all the uh, audio we were able to share. The perks of being the only in-studio show today. We can <laughs> yeah. have it as long as we want. Well, it was just so much going on with, you know, Luke's talking and Bedard talking yeah. and Marcel Marcel, and we heard from Paul and Felino and the signings. Like, it's just, it was a lot. So I'm and glad we were able to stick around longer. And, yeah, and yes, of shirt. course, the new shirt, the uh, 16-bit 98 shirt uh, inspired by NHL 94 and, of course, the Future of the League shirt. Inspired by the movie about the DeLorean. Can we say that? I don't even know. I don't know. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Get them both at chgolocker.com. Die hard. You're going to save 20% as you always do because you're smart and you're a diehard. And that's that's why we love you. If you want to become a diehard, now is a good time to do it with all of these number 98 designs coming down the pike. Uh, but take a look. chgolocker.com. We've got several designs for every team in town. So, yes, Chicago Blackhawks, if that is really you on YouTube, there are plenty of more shirts you can check out at chgolocker.com. All right, we're going to go home. We're going to wrap things up. We'll clear clear it up. The Kyle from Chicago is not our design. It is a fantastic design, but it is not ours. That is with obvious shirts. Uh, I know I see a lot of people saying Kyle from Chicago shirts. Those are not ours. Is that for sure an obvious shirt? Yes. All right. It is obviously. I'm looking at their obviously. website. Obviously. Obviously. Well. Anyways. I think sometimes people can just, the problem with, the, the thing they deal with is it's very easy to duplicate an obvious shirt. Yes. I would like the, to think that. The Pudwackian uh, t-shirt design bots on social media. Yes. Uh, they deal with those a lot. So. All right. Anyways. Let's, let's wrap it up. I want to remind everybody that we are. Presented by Goose Island, the official beer of CHGO. Find one of their locations at gooseisland.com slash locations. We're back Monday, 2.30 on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. We'll talk to you then.